Well, hey, what is going on, Liberty fans? My name is Nick Kirby, and welcome to the AC of Red live podcast. This is the basketball edition presented, as always, by Jason Porter Real Estate, covering all of your residential and commercial real estate needs in the Lynchburg area and beyond, and our newest partner, Ironclad Coffee, who we're excited to tell you about here in a little bit. I'm joined once again. He is back. The Dr. William Matthews. Will, what's going on? Hey, man. Excited to be back with you again tonight. Had a great show last week with Chad and John and uh, Richie Longshots, but I'm thankful to be back and talking a little uh, Liberty Hoops tonight. Yeah, fun show last week. We will probably try to keep it under the hour and 30-minute threshold. Um, Yeah, I, I don't need to do another one of those shows, but it was a lot of fun last week. We did have a good time. Uh, we got a great show for you tonight. Uh, well, Kyle Rhodes going to be on here in just a minute. Uh, and as well, the voice of the flames, Alan York will be joining us. Got to meet Alan at Bellarmine, uh, and had to get him on the show. Uh, love Alan. Really excited to, uh, uh, chat with him here a little later on. Uh, before we get started, if you are watching on YouTube, please take two seconds, hit the like button. And while you're there, go ahead and subscribe. All kinds of great content. Chad's been pumping out some baseball content, which is really cool. Getting to know the baseball team, press conferences, all that kind of stuff. And then the Acia Red Live podcast is also up on all your favorite podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Subscribe, five-star review, all that kind of nice stuff. It just helps us continue to uh, grow the show and uh, continue to pump out good stuff for you. Well, Will... uh, what did you think about this last week here of Liberty basketball? Exciting basketball coming off the uh, EKU loss, um, the game against uh, there you goes North Alabama, um, <clears throat> the the shallow show uh, for sure. Uh, that was a fun game to watch. Yeah, Shiloh Robinson was incredible, and uh, I tell you what, Liberty ceiling uh, goes up so much higher. Oh, um, yeah. If you're able to get, you know, a little bit more consistency out of Shiloh out of the offensive end. Uh, yeah, he was fantastic. 11 for 13 from the field. I think he was three or four from three. Um, just an incredible night. Really, really cool to see, um, you know, really just, uh, you know, taking care of business uh, in, in this one. Um, and then following that up with a 20-point win yesterday over Central Arkansas. Uh, this was, I guess, a little bit of the Colin Porter show. He was great for yeah. seven for three. Well, Darius McGee, I mean, he, he scored a casual 32. McKay actually said after the game that was the quietest 32 ever. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty spot on. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Will, just the the defense, that, that's where I go to. Uh, Liberty is now at uh, nine consecutive games holding opponents under one point per possession. Um, and this was a great week for Liberty in the sense of, they were supposed to win both these games, but they, they won them. Uh, they they literally covered the Ken Palm spread against North Alabama, one point less against Central Arkansas. That's been one of the challenges for Liberty has been these games against the teams that are uh, at the bottom of the league, being able to beat them, you know, by 20 points. And if you're looking at any of these metrics, if you're the the 60, 70th best team in the country, which Liberty is, that's what you're expected to do. And Liberty came and took care of business. Yeah, and it's impressive too. I mean, I know this is every basketball team in in college, um, 
But the way that Liberty is able to kind of weather these droughts where they're not scoring for three or four minutes, and not only does that keep them in the game, but then they still win it by 20. I mean, that's, you know, pretty impressive just the uh, how locked in on defense that they are that, um, you know, that that helps, um, you know, that helps outsiders looking in to, to have that kind of a, a margin of victory. Yeah, and really just uh, an incredible spurt ability. Uh, mm-hmm. Game will be, game will be close. Game will be close. And oh, Liberty's up fifteen. Really out of nowhere. It's oh it's- yeah, and yeah, and let's talk about that Central Arkansas game because that was such a fun game to watch. Uh, it was getting a little chippy there for a moment, but as soon as um, that guy like checked uh, Zay, like. They went off, and Damian Soilette had a, a great article and and kind of reminiscing a, a couple of years ago in the A Sun quarterfinals when that happened. Uh, David Bell, I think, um, did that, and like Liberty just completely went off after that. So yeah, y'all keep on coming in here and uh, pushing pushing us around, and then get get uh, uh, get a twenty uh, uh, point loss dropped on you as you leave. <laughs> I, I love the I love the fiery play. I, I loved uh, Dud Martin last year. I'm all for it. I love the uh, the intensity it brings. Yeah, that was it, Matt Warner was talking about it a lot on the broadcast. That was like the first, the loudest booze he'd ever heard at at, at Liberty Arena. <laughs> I, I like it. I, I I love this. I I hope that as we kind of get into uh, uh, Conference USA, that we'll see a little bit more of this uh, this rivalry. I think Jacksonville State is definitely a team that I could see that developing with. Um, yeah. Um, I can see uh, Western Kentucky. They're kind of a, they've kind of been a fiery bunch watching them a little bit from afar. Um, not too far away either from Liberty. So get a, you know, a little bit of regional type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I love it. I've, uh, I've all about it. Uh, but yeah, this was great. Now I have to mention Blake Preston as well. Uh, just continuing it. Will, do you think uh, Blake has maybe pushed Shiloh a little bit? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's, you know, Shiloh's coming off the bench right now. Um, and he's doing it. Hey, he did a great job coming off the bench the last two games. So, you know, um, maybe that's just kind of the spark that Shiloh needed and and also the spark that, that Blake needed because he's had some uh, some good games here as well. Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a, take a look at the uh, updated A-Sun standings. We have got a four-way tie now for first place with Liberty. <laughs> Kennesaw, EKU, and Stetson. Uh, then there's a five-way tie for fifth place with Queens, FGCU, Jacksonville, Lipscomb, and Bellarmine. Uh, and then you, if you're watching, you you see the rest. Um, yeah, really a uh, uh, wild start here to uh, uh, conference play. I got a couple notes, then I'll uh, I'll pass it off to you. First off, EKU, man, they have come out of nowhere. Three straight wins over Liberty, Florida Gulf Coast, and Stetson. Now, they were all at home, uh, and they got two uh, road tests coming up this week, Lipscomb and Austin P. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of keep keep it up because, uh, man, they have looked good. They, they blew out Stetson. They blew out Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, so interested to see that. Talking about Florida Gulf Coast, they've lost three of four, lost to EKU and Bellarmine. By a combined forty-one points. Now they were missing Zach Anderson. Uh, he, I think you could you could make a case is probably their best player or their most impactful player. Super athletic. Uh, his athleticism just really shoots through the gym. 
if he's available when Liberty plays, you'll see it. He, he's a, he's a special talent. So I don't want to make too much about them, but Florida Gulf Coast was a team that we were saying one A, one B with Liberty, and here they are three and three right now. Uh, and then Kennesaw, man, they're kind of quietly five and one. Their only loss is a three point loss to North Florida, who they turned around and beat by fourteen yesterday. So I, I think Kennesaw, I, I think any of these two, three, and and four. I still think Florida Gulf Coast are a team I would not want to see in the ASUN tournament, uh, but I think I think I think Kennesaw might be my second best team in the ASUN conference right now. Yeah, I yeah I you know Stetson lost, uh, so no unbeaten's left in the conference. And you know the funny thing is about this is uh, in two weeks we could be looking at this same graphic and it could be completely different. I mean, you could have, you know, North Florida up here in the top four because just so much parity in the league this year. I watched uh, a little bit of um, some of the games yesterday before the Liberty game came on. And I was just, you know, Florida, how competitive the games were. Yeah. It, it, it seems like this is a year that pick the home team. <laughs> They're probably yeah. going to win most of these games. Uh, that That's kind of uh, uh, been when it's come down. Good comment here from Ray. Love seeing how competitive the ASN is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. This is great. Yeah. Uh, uh, even Central Arkansas, uh, who is, you know, in, in, in sitting at the back, they they beat Florida Gulf Coast. North Alabama, they won a game at, uh, at, Ole, at Ole Miss this year. So, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely top to bottom a lot more competitive. Uh, and I think the middle is definitely a lot more competitive than uh, uh, some other years past. So really excited about that. Yeah. And even watching Central Arkansas, I mean, that was the first game I had watched them play. And I know Liberty controlled the game for the most part, but they, they look like a team that once they get a few things clicking and gelling, they could be really good. I mean, Cameron Hunter's the second leading scorer in the the A Sun. Um, so he's a, he's a really good player. And they look like a team um, that they could they could get hot as well yeah out of north alabama jacksonville state and central arkansas i think central arkansas probably would be the one team i wouldn't want to see in the tournament and they i think they were missing someone yesterday too uh missing i think they were missing a starter as well so yeah they're they're a tough out um liberty's got to go to central arkansas uh that could definitely be a trap game so that'll definitely be something Mm -hmm. that uh, uh we'll be watching and following all right well let's get to it let's uh bring on our guy here kyle road all right, joined by Liberty senior forward Kyle Rode and Jason Porter with a special guest. Jason, who's this? This is my son, Christopher, man. Big time, big time Flames fan. What's up, right. Christopher? Hey, Christopher, right. you you got to ask the first question tonight. Yeah, what do you got? <laughs> um, Kyle, what do you do when you do your basketball, your first basketball practice? So normally our first basketball practice, um, we've already been here all summer. Um, so it's kind of kind of not as, uh, as new as you'd think. Um, but normally uh, our first basketball practice is a lot of habit building, uh, a lot of daily uh, drills that we do even still in the regular season. So uh, coach is big on uh, getting game reps in practice and situations. And uh, he loves letting us play five on five too. And, uh, learn the game that way. So it's it's a it's a lot of fun, a lot of a lot of drills and some five on five. Yeah, you guys probably missed it yesterday. Yesterday, but uh, Chris had his first basketball game. He had ten points yesterday, so he was hooping. All right, I love it. On ESPN plus 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 plus. 
the Ocho. <laughs> hey, Kyle, uh, talk about a little bit about that Central Arkansas game. Uh, you know, Karis Pooh had that ridiculous foul on Zay, and it, y'all just went off like uh, Liberty Arena was fired up. Did that ignite something in you guys when something, you know, when it starts to get a little bit chippy like that? Yeah, I think that was the best crowd, um, at least at this this part in the conference season that we've had. And uh, having some students back and just getting that energy from the crowd is always exciting. And we try, we not, we're not really into all the antics and the talk and stuff like that. So just try to stay the course and talk to our team. But at the same time, like it fuels you for sure. And um, Zay did a great job drawing an offensive foul. He does that so well. And uh, rode some momentum. Darius hit some big shots, and uh, everything was flowing. So, and that gets the crowd even even more hype. We're all into the antics and the drama over here. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, we'll save it for the podcast, though. We'll let you guys uh, do your talking on the yeah. floor. <laughs> uh, Kyle, uh, you guys have had the last couple of years. You always had some some good games defensively, but I feel like the last nine has maybe been your best stretch in, in a while of con- consistent play game after game after game after game talk about what it takes to to be that consistent on the defensive end yeah i think one of the hardest parts about defense is when it's not going your way offensively right like it's easy it's easy to play defense when you're hitting shots and crowds into it and everything like that but when you go on some of those droughts that's when you need defense the most so i think having a, a intentionality and guys that really um, we pride ourselves on the defensive end. Uh, something we've been working on as a team, and uh, the the numbers kind of kind of happen by itself. But uh, it's a super cool stat, and yeah, I feel like our guys have done a great job in our prep. Uh, coaches have done a great job preparing us in that way. And I just want to keep building on that, man. That's that's an awesome stat. Yeah, guys, we have the uh, luxury of being local, thankfully. And, of course, we're at the game last night. And, and I want to just go back to what Will said a little bit because uh, it was – I'm sure it came across on the TV screen, but, gents, it was salty last night, to say the least. I mean, yeah. it was getting a little chi- <laughs> a little chippy. And what's what's kind of cool about that – I mean, we know that there's trash talk in sports and whatever else. But, you know, Kyle, I just think it's so cool that you guys just don't – respond to that you know and, and and really it was it was all led by led by the uh, the other 22 for sure um but i was just going to ask you too you know what as a player that's not ever been your shtick i'm sure you're not kind of that guy you just sort of point to the scoreboard and walk off kind of deal but you know what's uh what's been your experience because i'm sure you've had a little bit of trash talking through the through through, uh, through the years and all in playing ball and stuff what's uh what's been some of the the funnier things that you've had said to you or that you've overheard somebody saying on the court yeah, no, that's a good one, man. I think, I think especially in college, um, everybody's so good. So you got to be careful what bear you poke there kind of deal. Like, um, but no, over the years, I mean, on the road, you hear more stuff from fans and stuff like that, which is always fun. And, and when you're at home and you have, you feel like you have 3,500 people behind you, that's, that's always, that's always super unique too, man. So um yeah definitely definitely not one of those kind of guys that uh will will start anything at all but uh definitely love competing and i think that's i think that's where it all comes from it's everybody's got a heart to compete and and uh sometimes that comes out verbally and you say the wrong thing it can it can turn into like you said getting a little salty out there but it's it's always fun man it's it's just competing and part of part of sports yeah hey um speaking of salty uh, you know, out of you guys, uh, the five conference wins that you guys have, you guys have won uh, by a total of 118 points. 
Uh, and but you know, there's a lot of parity in the league this year, and you guys have a tough stretch of going against uh, some Florida teams, and uh, so there's some history there as well. You know, what's kind of the mindset of the team going into this kind of a little bit of a tough stretch here? Yeah, super good. I think our preparation kind of stays the same. We, you know, playing two really good teams, and you got to play the first game before you can get to the second game too. So yeah, uh, we'll we'll be locked in for these these three days of practice that we have in front of us and uh, get to go to Florida. So that's always nice. And uh, it seems like just, just yesterday that we were playing in the ASUN championship there during COVID in Jacksonville for a week. So that always brings back good memories, man. And I uh, get to play against one of my old teammates and Carter Hendrickson at North Florida. Uh, so it's always good to see him and his family and his girlfriend are all awesome people. So uh, Jacksonville is always a fun trip, man. I'm, I'm super excited and, uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be two really good tests for us. All right, so I know you're 100 percent focused on Jacksonville, but we won't talk with you before North Florida. Liberty hasn't won yet at North Florida. What would it mean for you guys to get a win there? Yeah, I think road wins in conference are really tough to come by. So I think for us, it it'd be it'd be a great win, and and we have guys that this will be their first time playing there, so they've never experienced that too, and. And I played there twice now and own two, but at the same time, you don't really you don't really think about that when the when the ball tips. So it's it's definitely gonna be a tough task for us, but at the same time, I think we're up for it, man. It'd be another good good road test. Yeah, Kyle, take us behind the scenes just a little bit with this uh with this Florida trip down to Jacksonville and getting north Florida. I know uh the locations are are such it's kind of a unique trip for you, kind of a two for one. Um, what about like where you're staying and kind of how that'll work out with the gyms being, or with the schools being so close? Yeah, it's actually super nice. Normally we, uh, we stay at the same hotel throughout the whole trip, which is great. And, uh, they got really good restaurants there and, and the weather's always pretty nice, man. So not having to change hotels or travel, uh, Thursday move on a Friday is, is always super nice. And, uh, I think we play, we play, uh, Jacksonville first, so we'll be, probably at a hotel closer to Jacksonville. Uh, I don't know for sure, but I mean, they're, they're 15, 20 minutes apart. So <laughs> you really can't beat it, man. It's a, it's a great travel, travel partner being able to play both of them. Uh, Kyle, last question for you tonight. I wanted to ask you about Shiloh. Shiloh Robinson had a huge game against North Alabama on Thursday night. Uh, how special was that for him to kind of have that, that we, we've had, he's had breakout performances before, but his breakout performance maybe of, of this season. Yeah, I think I think Shy is so vital to our team on and off the court, man. Like we came in together, um, got to play with some of those uh, great Liberty players that everybody remembers so well. We're part of that thirty and four team as freshmen, and I think Shiloh's leadership, defensive abilities, and just who he is normally is what is what you guys see. But at the same time, like Shiloh is so dynamic in that he's a hard guard, like especially when he's shooting the ball well and he plays with. Uh, aggression and confidence that uh, really really sparked us the other night and he did a great job and we have the ultimate trust in him whether he's coming off the bench or starting or whatever that is and and he I know he feels the same way so it's super awesome to see a guy like that um, kind of get rewarded in that way and have a big big scoring night for everybody to to see and praise him in that way so it was awesome man he's one of my best friends awesome Kyle well Thank you so much. Uh, Kyle Rode, top 100 in the country in assist rate. Uh, big weekend this week for Liberty. We're looking forward to uh, uh, seeing you guys play uh, two games down in Florida this uh, weekend. 
Best of luck Let's to you. Guys. Thanks, man. Thanks for staying on, CJ. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kyle. All right. Well, that was a, a fun time with uh, with our guy, uh, Kyle Road. Uh, Jason, I wanted to ask you, uh, when we're trying to pick out the house, the right house for us, what all kind of things do you look into for that? Yeah, I'm going to keep it in a little bit of a basketball theme. We'll talk about the uh, the big three, shall we, even count the way the rest do and kind of go like that. Um, so first thing we always talk to uh, first-time homebuyers about, number one, from the street view, you can usually get a pretty good va- uh, gauge on what condition the roof is in. So that would be number one. Roofs are a really big deal for a lot of reasons. I think that's fairly intrinsic as far as that goes. But uh, you want to make sure that you've got a newer roof, if at all possible, because that's leading into all kinds of water issues in the attic and those kind of things, and not to, men- not to mention a major repair expense if the roof's not in good shape. So number one would be the roof. Number two? Number two? Number two uh, is always the windows. If you can take a look at the windows and check and see if you've got newer vinyl replacement windows because that's an energy-saving issue there. So your utility bills can be managed by better windows, obviously. And then same kind of thing on the flip side of that. If you've got to replace those windows, uh, pretty expensive to do that. So you want to take a look at uh, windows. And then number three? Number three. Number three. Number three is the, uh, the, the, the heat pump or the HVAC system. If you can see that uh, from the outside, you got to be careful on that one. If you're not on the fish show, you can kind of get busted for trespassing, so be careful on that. But um, if they'll pass the vision test and the eye test, in other words, you can uh, see that it's a pretty good unit outside. Obviously, that controls heating and cooling. Uh, another major ticket item expense if you've got to replace that or do something with that. So those are the big three. Roof, windows, and HVAC system are always great to just kind of see if they pass the eye test. Awesome. Well, thanks, Jason and, and CJ. It was awesome to have you on. Uh, uh, I have a question for CJ. Oh, oh CJ, are you, are you learning any elements of the pack line defense right now? Um, no. <laughs> That's next year. Next year. That'll come it operates come on, on such a high level, man. I think we'd all be great <laughs> students of the game if we picked it up with what Coach McKay throws down. That's right. <laughs> well, we'll definitely have to have you back on again, CJ. One of the best questions we've had all year, so I appreciate you coming on. All right, we're going to play a video. Uh, there's only one way that I could introduce our next guest. Down to the length of the floor, 1.9. Gomer is face-guarding. Manaya baseball pass, front court, caught by Burris. One dribble, shot at the buzzer. Good! It's good! It's good! Antoine Burris at the buzzer wins it for Liberty! He gallops around the Bucknome, and they dogpile right in front of the Liberty bench. 75-74! Antoine Burris with the three. His first three-point attempt of the season. And it's good. That's awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Sometimes that call just like randomly pops up in my head. A great call. That was the – how how many seasons were you in at that point? Uh, Two or three. That was was the – might have been year number two. Uh, to be honest with you, because Liberty won in 13, uh, 12, 13. I don't think it was that year because Antoine got hurt. So yeah. I think it was 11, 12. A couple of stories on that. As we listen back to that, number one, if you close your eyes, I'm kicking myself still <laughs> that you don't really know where he was on the court when he shot it. 
Now, obviously, you could see it, which is cool. But on in radio, I, I got to do better. Uh, I, anyway, um, <laughs> and number two, the one of the officials. This is really cool. Nobody really knows this story. I think that was on a is either a Wednesday or Thursday night in Charleston. Tim Nestor, who I haven't seen him in a while, uh, at the time, 15, 16 years ago, really influential college official. It's one of those names you just hear, like Carl Hess when he was calling games. It's just, it's one of those officials that the name really sticks out. Tim Nestor had that game. Okay. And I remember walking up to him because um, my family uh, back in North Carolina, my in laws, uh, used to work with Tim uh, in their everyday day job. And so I went to introduce myself. The night before was Austin Rivers hit a three-pointer for Duke and beat North Carolina in Chapel Hill. Tim Nestor had that game the night before. Fast forward 24 hours, and he's got another buzzer beater with Liberty Beach and Charleston Southern. Really cool story there. Way better than the Duke, you know, Duke game anyway. <laughs> oh, it was. And he was galloping. And there's another video somewhere out there um, on the uh, on the internet. We interviewed Antoine after the game. You might get YouTube, but it's out there. It might be on buried somewhere on libertyflames.com. But uh, really, really cool memory. Thanks for bringing that up, Nick. And people who don't know Antoine Burris, that would be like Blake Preston hitting – a shot from, yes. from that that deep. And, and that game was actually one of the rare games where you were the TV audio, correct? Yeah. They used to call oh, yeah. it Radio Vision, you know, 15, 16 years ago. And we did maybe a year of that. And then ESPN got really influential in all this video streaming. And somewhere top bottom, they said, hey, radio's great, but we need our own, you know, broadcasters for the video call. Um and so we did a few games like that. And then uh, Matt Warner gets on campus and is starting to do great things. And uh, Clement Townsend back in the day used to call some games with Nick Pierce uh, before Matt took over. So, but yeah, it was, uh, it was fun um, and, and unique at the same time, you know, trying to figure things out on the fly with Bruce Carey, who was producing the games. And, uh, but a re really, really cool memory for sure. Alan, how far did like the archives of Liberty Sports go back? I mean, I know they probably have like, you know, old tapes or whatever, but as far as like what's actually available for digital, like how far does that go back? That's a great uh, question, Will. Uh, I know, you know, I got here in 2010. We've got pretty much anything the last 12 years. Jerry Edwards, Hall of Famer, did it for 29 years. There's a, I probably have to ask Kevin Keys this, who used to produce the broadcasts. Um, there's some discs that I have seen. Um, I know uh, the West Virginia game, uh, 08, 09, where Mike Brown uh, kind of had his coming out party. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the broadcast of that one at West Virginia. Uh, there's the 2004 uh, beatdown of High Point. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> Big South Championship that I was on the other call. I was calling High Point at the time, so I oh, really? remember no Larry Blair going bananas and Danny Gavin oh, yeah. getting the MVP in a game they lost by 35. 
Yeah. And then the next convo, he takes it back up to Lynchburg and says, Larry, you guys are wilding out. I don't deserve yeah. this, Larry. You're the guy. Uh, but I was on the, the radio call for High Point that day. Uh, but we got Jerry's call uh, during the 2004 championship. And if you pay attention to the radio broadcast during the conference tournaments each year, uh, the broadcast open, which kind of gets you kind of hyped up for the game, yada, yada, yada. Uh, we've got some of Jerry Edwards calls leading up uh, to the tip off. So uh, that's about as far back, Will, as it goes. Um, but I'm sure if we dig a little bit more, we might can find somewhere on a, on a hard drive or somewhere, maybe buried yeah. in the Liberty uh uh, computer system somewhere so we'll have to dig out and see i still need that i still need that vmi game from 2007 that like 121 14 uh <laughs> get that out of the archives i'll i'll pay whatever you need for it i'll ask the question this week remind send me a text and we'll see if we can't dig it up somewhere so. <laughs> oh boy oh boy <laughs> oh yeah because <laughs> uh, there's the games layer. out there i mean i'll sit there and uh just geek out on youtube uh it doesn't matter if it's liberty or you know, I grew up in North Carolina on Tobacco Road, so I'll sit there and watch old ACC games. Uh, and you get you kind of like the Netflix and chill thing. Like you could get lost like for hours watching your favorite Netflix show. Uh, we can do the same thing on YouTube. So um, that's kind of how I spend. If I get rare downtime, which is not often, uh, I'll go back and I man, I already spent two hours on YouTube watching. It doesn't matter. Uh, old broadcasters doing games and things like that. So. Uh, in some ways it kind of keeps you keeps you fresh doing what we do from a broadcast perspective yeah hey speaking of larry blair because you're speaking my love language now um <laughs> and i know you got to see him from the opposing side uh when you were with high point in that championship game but yep. man is darius mcgee maybe the most talented basketball player you've actually called on the court 100 percent uh yeah. like i said i've been here 12 years there's been some really good players and i'm broadcasting with one right now anthony smith Oh, yeah. um, who, you know, predated, uh, you know, the Jesse Sanders and those guys. Devon Marshall was a phenomenal player the couple of years he was here, but uh, Darius McGee, pound for pound at 5'9", you know, 175, 180 pounds, um, has the biggest heart on the team. And it was funny, you guys were in the post game last night and somebody asked Darius, are you as cool on the inside as you seem on the outside? <laughs> And, you know, him and Colin Porter kind of joked about that a little bit. Um, but he is as entertaining, and he's not even trying to be. He's just playing his game. But he is as entertaining a player uh, that I've ever been around uh, and covered. Um, and every shot he puts up, you kind of just sit and become a fan. I mean, Nick and I yeah. did that in Louisville a couple of weeks ago with just a couple of remarkable uh, I, it would be remarkable for any other player. Darius, that's what yeah. he does every day. Um, he's gifted uh, beyond belief, uh, but he puts a lot of work into it. And as, as I tell people, you know, fans show up seven o'clock for the tip off, uh, six o'clock, maybe last night, if you're there for Sparky's birthday. But so much work gets put in to when the lights aren't even shining. And the product, what you see, is because of all that hard work. And it's not just Darius, it's this entire athletics department that puts in a lot of work to make it entertaining for the fans uh, to come to games. Uh, but Darius is by far uh, just a, such a gifted athlete and a better person on top of that. And for those of us that get to know him and 
all you have to do is stay after the games. He'll sit there and sign autographs for two hours after the game. Um, but he's just he's he's fun to watch and uh, glad that we have just a couple more weeks with him. Wish we had more, uh, but he's yeah. just been a highlight reel uh, after a highlight reel. Well, Alan, let's get into a little bit of talk about the uh, the current team, and I guess to we'll start with the A Sun in general. Uh, is this as competitive one through fourteen? Uh, <laughs> That that you've seen since since Liberty's been the A Sun, yes, no doubt about it. Um, you know, there was a couple of top teams when we got into the league. You know, five years ago, Florida Gulf Coast coming off their Dunk City uh, run through the tournament a few years before that, and then obviously Lipscomb, what they did with you know Garrison Matthews and that group. Uh, but this year, top to bottom, I mean, you could just tell back in November seventh when you started watching the games of the other teams in the league uh, and who people were beating i mean it didn't take a week into the season we're like oh okay that team beat this team and 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 this team beat that team and you look last night you anthony and i are are sitting there calling the game or even matt and and naz would tell you the same thing central arkansas one in five even they got beat that's as hard of a team that played as hard to beat liberty than anybody we've seen i I just be i've seen them all even on the road teams play hard but central arkansas played they, they just they wanted to win. Every team wants to win, but you could just see how intense, especially in the second half when uh, Johannes Kiersipu did some things that he did to get the fans riled up. And that was really fun <laughs> to watch. Uh, but I'm looking forward to these other teams. Liberty has not played yet that are at the top of the league, all tied at five and one. Uh, and so it, it'll be an interesting to see how the last half of the season uh, rolls out, but and even Queens, I mean, first year into Division One, I'm looking forward to that um, because they're playing some good basketball as well. So, uh, but yes, yeah, from top to bottom, very competitive. And Coach McKay said the exact same thing last night in his post game. Alan, this is also your last road trip, you know, through the A Sun as well as Liberty. Kind of, well, they move up to the CUSA. Um, you know, that transition from the Big South and you know, there were towns that you would go to like Radford and um, Farmville Clinton, and not Clinton. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm in Clinton, Carolina. North Carolina. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're the real one, but um, you know, the a sun has, I'm sure like more appealing cities to, to travel to, but you know, what are you looking forward to the most in the, with the transition to the conference USA? I think outside of cities, Will, which is fun, don't get me wrong, like Kyle just talked about going to Florida for three or four days uh, yeah. is great. Don't get me wrong. But I think this move goes beyond just the cities and things like that. Um, and, yes, it'll uh, introduce uh, new areas of the country to folks and in, in, in to fans and players that haven't been to, say, Las Cruces, New Mexico, or El Paso, mm-hmm. Texas. I'm looking more forward to, and I get this question a lot, Moving Conference USA. From a football perspective, I can't wait for some rivalries. The independent schedule was great. Again, this is just, even though I'm employed by Liberty, this is my own opinion. It's been great the last four years. But you don't have those year-end rivals that a conference schedule is going to give you. And, yes, it will take a few years for that to happen. And I'm not going to get a magic crystal ball out to say which one is it going to be. I don't know. Y'all don't know. It you know, we can speculate, but I think rivalries that'll start in football and matriculate down through the other sports. That's what I'm most looking forward to as we make this venture start in July 1st. 
So, Alan, you were at that that EKU game. Uh, talk to us about that and just how weird of a performance was that? Just it was just a, a strange game. I mean, it was, but at the same time, you know, EKU's averaging whatever they are, 80-some-odd points a game. You hold them to almost 20 points under their average, and you still have a shot from Jonathan Jackson to send it to overtime. You go four for 23 from three. That's an aberration. So, yes, that was one of those that, okay, blip in the radar, and you move on. And, I mean, it's been two full games since that game last Sunday, and Liberty's playing lights out again. And so Darius didn't have the best of games. Uh, why that was, you know, Coach McKay talked post game that uh, teams are just guarding him differently, and you're going to see something different from every team because no team has had the remedy yet to stop him. And he had some good looks, and sometimes they just don't go down. And that venue is it's venerable, it's it's old school, and now granted they're putting a lot of money into it to renovate it. And Coach said to them in the workout. The night before, I was sitting there watching him tell the team, one end of that court, there is a wall right next to the goal like you would see at your high school gym. On the other side, it's a horseshoe type of seating system. The goal that they shot in the second half, now I'm not saying this was the reason, and the players and coaches wouldn't say that, but that backdrop behind the goal in the second half went back 50 feet, and it was just different. The depth perception second half was different. Did that matter at the end of the day? No, they had a shot to tie it to send it to overtime. Um, but it was it was unique, uh, to say the least, Nick, for sure. It, Alan, if you guys are if anyone's watching, you can see this is kind of Liberty's updated uh, uh, net team sheet. Uh, Alan, what what other games have stood out to you uh, this year? Um, you know, looking at the list right now outside of the, of the league games, I'll say Oral Roberts. Um, that was a game that, you know, Liberty had a season high 20 turnovers and played great for 30 minutes. And Max Asmus, um, who I think last week had a half court shot. I mean, he's a great scorer and it was really cool to see Darius and, and Max go at it. Uh, but that one kind of sticks out. That could have been one of those wins where, you play a little better in the second half, and you tip your cap to them. Uh, the Cancun, the two games in Mexico, uh, they played, again, 30 minutes or so, pretty good against Northwestern, but you got to play 40 complete minutes. And then the next day, uh, you play Bryant, and or uh, Bradley, pardon me, and you beat, Bra- uh, you beat Bradley. And that kind of started this string of what we're seeing recently uh, with some good wins um, outside of the EKU, uh, you know, hiccup and – um, but beyond that, uh, those are kind of the couple that kind of stick out to me. All the other games in the league, they've kind of followed the same tune, if you will. Liberty's played dominating basketball and they've done it, uh, mostly at home. And now you're going to go on the road for a couple of games this week to see if you can do it there. Uh, certainly opened up the league December 29th at Bellarmine with an impressive win. I know all the fans had, you know, images of last March and Bellarmine winning on our floor. And, and certainly I did as well. Yeah. Um, so there's just a few kind of stick out to me when we kind of look at the net rankings here. I thought you were going to say Southern Miss. Um, I had a question about that one. I missed um, that one. So I didn't, yeah. I mean, I watched it, but oh, I, you weren't there. Okay. I was out of town uh, attending a, a funeral down in North Carolina, but I did watch it 
uh, got back into town with maybe 15 minutes left in the first half. And the yeah. first half didn't go well for them. But the second half was, man, that was amazing for sure. Well, the, you know, those games like that, what's kind of the challenge with broadcasting and announcing where, you know, a team gets so down and you're like, well, this is a blowout. You know, got you know, I got I to have something to talk about here, make it interesting. And I know you're calling the game, but, um, you know, when they made that, that comeback like they did, um, you know, does that kind of, you know, invigorate an announcer as, as you know, something, you know, major is unfolding yeah. in front of you? And, and knock on wood, well, luckily there haven't been many of those, uh, yeah. you know, since I've been here, to be honest with you, outside of the the home finale with football, New Mexico State, uh, that was one that was just like, it was stunning, it was shocking, and and uh, but they moved on from that. But that's an example yeah. of like, man, we could not stop New Mexico State, and what do you talk about? And that was yeah. more shocking than it was, okay, Aaron, Stan, what are we going to talk about next series? Because you just couldn't believe it was happening. Uh, but the EKU game, for example, the Liberty goes down 10 yeah. uh, midway through the through the second half, and you never really feel like Liberty is going to be out of a game right. with a three-point shot, with Richie McKay as your leader, as the head coach, and the players are not going to quit. That That is one thing that is for certain. Um, but it does help when you get a couple of threes to go in, you look up all of a sudden, all oh, you're down. Okay. You're down five. So it's now it's a basketball game again. Uh, and so we, we get got question a lot though. What do you do when it's a blowout? And you know, you, you try to find as many silver linings as you can <laughs> and you focus on, well, Shiloh's having a great game despite being down 15 or, you know, um, you don't want to completely, uh, dog it or you know completely pile on well another turnover man what are you going to do there so uh my glass is always half full despite you know the rare times that liberty might uh not come up on, on the winning side of things yeah and just to follow up with that um you know i know when you're calling a game you're painting a picture mostly of what the offense is doing because they're the ones with the ball even when the other team has you know they're on offense like you're saying like well this guy's moving it over to the wing or whatever but like when you're so focused on like where the ball is going and what what is happening offensively do you get a chance to really like kind of watch and appreciate what liberty does defensively because that's their that's their calling card I do and you know when it comes to play by play especially on the radio, obviously I want to, I say, I, whoever does radio, you want to be as descriptive as you can and bring in all this, you know, the smells of the arena or the stadium or what you see, but sometimes missing a, a, a pass in basketball, you're, you can get talking too quick if you try to explain everything. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you'll you'll skip a pass just to make your play-by-play sound more fluent. And with the defensive side of things, I describe it as it's it's man to man principles, but they're but they're it's the pack line, obviously. And coach wants them to when the def, when the other team has the ball, and and the team will repeat that he wants it to look like the other team's playing against a crowd, not not the crowd in the in the in the stands, but. Right defensively it might look like it's five guys out there but it might look like 15 yeah and so you'll see guys just the innocent you know fan watching you'll see passes of we saw one last night with uh with Cameron Hunter 
Uh, he was at the top of the key. He threw one to the right wing. Nobody was there. And that defense is like, it, it's like a mirage. It's like, I see something, okay, but it's not there. And all of a sudden, there's another jersey taking it back the other way. Yeah. And so, but I do get the opportunity just to sit there and I, you know, his second stint here, Richie, I still don't have all the intricacies of the pack line. Um, but being at practice and shoot rounds and things like that, you start to pick up some things and see things that uh, normally you wouldn't. And so I'm still learning it um, even today as, as we talk Liberty basketball. Yeah. A couple more quick questions here for you, Alan. Um, I want to look here real quick at our updated leaderboard. Obviously, you've talked about Darius. Who else has really stood out to you uh, this season for for Liberty? Well, a couple. I mean, Brody Peebles. Uh, it's funny how this team has uh, kind of changed its identity in just the last two games. I mean, Shiloh goes off for 27 on Thursday against North Alabama. You know, career high for Colin last night. Uh, and so Brody obviously is one that, hey, when I talked to Scott Manzi, uh, the Jacksonville broadcaster coming up this week. We'll talk about the overall game improving for Brody Peebles from last year to this year. And, he, and to me, and he, he sometimes have admitted that to me, last year, LSU, really good game. Bellerman conference tournament, kind of his coming out party to end the year. And mm-hmm. I, you always see things like, you know, Michael Jordan hit that shot when he was Mike Jordan against Georgetown in 82. He said that shot to win the national championship for North Carolina gave him the confidence to take his game up to another level. And maybe that was the case for Brody against Bellerman last year. But Brody is one definitely that has uh, adhered to the defensive principles and has started to improve defensively. Um, His shot is uh, always going to be on point. And so Brody would be one to me, if I'm just talking 30,000-foot view, would be one that has really improved. And now the Shiloh-Robinson-Blake-Preston combination of Blake coming off – uh, the bench now to start the last five games and Shiloh now coming off of the bench. And so it just seems like there's no weakness in this team when guys come in and even the guys that don't score a lot like Zach or Joseph or, I mean, Isaiah Warfield is, is there. Um, and, and Isaiah is like, I don't care how many points I score as long as we get the dub. That's all. I mean, they're so unselfish. And that's why you see this team doing what they're doing because they don't care who. Honestly, it's, a lot of guys want to get the points and get their shine and and make all the headlines. These kids don't care about. They don't, and and that's the beauty of this basketball. And it starts from Richie down. You know, Richie. Those you've got, you guys have been around him. Um, he he is unlike any coach I've been around in my twenty plus years doing this. Uh, when you're around them, you want to hear more. And, and I tell them when I will leave Wednesday to go to Jacksonville and I look so forward to the road games because my job at Liberty is so much more than broadcasting that at home, I'm not really around them until game day. I'll be honest with you. And that might seem weird. Like, why are you not just day-to-day stuff around the office at the LAC we're doing to, you know, grow the brand of Liberty takes me away from the teams really at home. And so the road games is really when I get to really be around the team um, and and get to learn and get to know these players off of the court. So uh, that's the fun part about the road. And there's nothing like going into a venue where it's hostile and nobody wants you to win except, you know, the 15 on the team and the coaches, the support staff. And 
Uh, Jacksonville is a great place. I know for those do that do tune in, it's such an intimate gym. And I'm sitting there literally with the railing right in front of me. And their fans that pay the extra money to sit courtside are literally sitting five inches from my face. Um, <laughs> and there's there's nothing like it. It's really, really fun. And so uh, the last couple of years, the road games down there have been very challenging. I don't expect anything different coming up this week. So uh, looking forward to it. So, Alan, these these next four games, I would say probably the toughest four-game stretch of the, the, the season, at least probably the most important since these are conference games. What what are you looking forward to here with these uh, next four? I think just, just competing and uh, keeping uh, chase with those teams at, at the top of the conference. Um, you know, North Florida, I'll have to go back and look. I, I just, I'll be honest with you, Sundays for me are, are kind of family days, and I haven't really – dove into my prep yet but I'll, I'll start that tomorrow but uh jacksonville is a tough place to play like we talked about north florida uh last year i, I vividly remember it because they had me broadcasting from the baseline uh which was perpendicular uh to the bench i was right by the bench and shiloh i still remember it had a wide open jumper uh that would have sent the game into overtime and it just clanged off the rim uh so that'll uh, be an important game but uh, you know, just continuing to improve. Um, it, it sounds cliche, but when you be around this program as long as we have, uh, that's the day-to-day of the mantra they live by. It's more important what you do every day than what you do once in a while. Uh, the kids really buy into it. Um, and, and not looking ahead. I mean, I know the standings are what they are right now, and Liberty's 5-1, and one, tied with three other teams. Uh, but you don't want to look ahead. And when you do look ahead, it's – the games like Thursday that uh, you might miss something and then kind of slip up. So uh, they need to be focused on Jacksonville and, uh, and I'm sure they will be. Alan, last question for me, cause it's past my bedtime already. Um, give us the story. Where did you get light them up from? Where did that come from? How was that born? Uh, thank you for asking that. Will. Um, so 2010 Matt Camary was a senior. He was a center uh, on the football team. Uh, and I remember interviewing Matt uh, his last year, my first year at Liberty, and how great he was at doing interviews, like phenomenal. And I'm like, man, if there's a role for him, can we borrow him? He'd be great to help us on the radio. And he he's like, yeah, you know, um, and he just got married, finished up his master's, was doing a lot of great work for uh, Special Olympics. And uh, fast forward, Matt now is fundraising uh, uh, for that school down in Blacksburg. Um, and so he was like, yeah, I'd love to kind of help you guys. And so for a couple of years, he'd travel with us. He'd help set the equipment. He'd come on air and do some things. And mainly he would spot for me for football. And so I don't know, I think it's 2012. The intro video was Fallout Boys. Light them up, 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 light them up, light them up. I'm on fire. Okay, I'm not going to win a Grammy for my singing, but that was the song. And he's like, before that came on, he goes, man, AY, you need something. You need like a tagline or something. That intro video fired up. And he's like, dude, why don't you try light them up? Touchdown Liberty. I'm like, why not? Okay. And so it wasn't me. It was Matt Camary who created that uh, tagline that, um, you know, is is it synonymous with Liberty football? I can't answer that question. 
Um, I know it fits for what we're doing on the radio. Occasionally, I will bring it out for basketball, and I did last night on one particular call. So um, I'm not a big stick guy. I just think you stick the principles of doing play-by-play, but um, it's something we've done since 2012, and and I credit Matt Kamari uh, for the idea to generation uh, for that. That's wild. I actually had a class with Matt, small world, back in the day. He's the best. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last question for me. We've kept you away longer than I, I committed to. Sorry about that. Right. Uh, Liberty, 55 and 12 in the A Sun. Mm. You've been around this program a long time. What does that mean to you? That means consistency. Uh, that means, uh, you know, never giving up. Um, and as Richie said, when he first got here, I want to lose with players first before I, you know, if I can lose with some players and they stick around, then I eventually will win. And that is what, that's what he's done. Um, you know, since he's been here. So it's consistency, it's, uh, doing things the right way. It's integrity. Uh, everything that Liberty athletics department, uh, kind of values is their you know core belief system mission statement if you will and looking forward to what conference usa brings i know it's going to be a different uh, uh type of uh recruiting a different type of uh you know uh, passion for the fan base uh that will bring it every game i know they will uh, but that's a remarkable uh finish to uh just a an outstanding run in the Atlantic sun that started back in 2018. And I can vividly remember, you know, Georgie's three pointer in the corner that uh, put Liberty up by four uh, to just, you know, rip the hearts uh, out of the Lipscomb fans on their floor. And then fast forward the next year, uh, closing out the vine center with Georgie standing right there in front of us, waving at the fans. Uh, I mean, I got goosebumps right now talking about it. So, um, and then, uh, you know, the, the next year, the COVID year, which I did not travel uh, for basketball, but winning a unique championship at UNF against North Alabama, uh, against uh, North Alabama, which was kind of squirrely. And, and then last year, just uh, a team that fought to the very end against Bellarmine just fell short. But uh, this team coming back this year um, has the firepower to, to get it done again in 2023. And I think nothing better uh, than to, put the stamp on the the end of the the rain and the A-Sun by winning another championship coming up in March, I hope. I want to say amen to that. I want to say, that sound I'll like say amen. I'll say it's amen. It's Sunday. There you go. Light them up. <laughs> well, right. Alan, thank you so much for your time. We could we could chat all night uh, <laughs> easily. Yeah. Uh, I know. This, this was a lot of fun. We appreciate you. You are the absolute best in the business, and uh, uh, Liberty is, is just so – blessed to have you on radio and Matt on TV and Naz and everyone else in between uh, and Anthony Smith now love Anthony as well. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, enjoy the rest of the season. And uh, I might, I might beg you to come back on again sometime. There's no begging Nick and will you guys are great. And what Chad and John and you guys are doing with C red uh, is great. And I'm glad JP's on here to give some uh, support for it as well. Uh, entering a, a new era of college athletics. You know, we need all the support we can get with, uh, NIL and collectives and all that stuff going on. So uh, just proud to be doing it at Liberty, a place that uh, fundamentally, obviously, you know, ha- has Jesus Christ at the forefront of what they do and uh, can't think of a better place to be doing it at. And uh, for teams that are very competitive from top to bottom, 
I was on a call today doing some admin work for our women's lacrosse team that's starting their season here soon and uh, getting them signed up uh, with some uh, influencer stuff with uh, uh, our app is an influencer. It's an app that we use in our text department that when our creative team, who's phenomenal, by the way, uh, spearheaded by Matt Warner and his group, uh, when pictures or videos are taken by our creative team, they're uploaded to the influencer app and then student athletes can, uh, they get text notifications of, Hey, Will Matthews, you have eight new pictures from tonight's game. Do you want to download them? And then they can post them to their social media channels and, you know, it's just all about growing the brand. So we were doing that with lacrosse today. So from top to bottom, it's a fun place to do it. And, uh, I love the show. So thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, well, we're going to have a quick word from Ironclad Coffee, uh, Sierra Red's uh, uh, latest supporter, and then we'll come back with your best college basketball picks of the week. Virginia's best and most flames-friendly coffee comes from Ironclad Coffee Roasters. Ironclad Roasters serves up their beautiful beans at two cafes in Richmond, but you can enjoy their crafted roasted specialty beans from anywhere in the country by visiting www.ironcladcoffee.com. Place your order there, and it'll be roasted to your order and shipped out directly to your doorstep. Whenever you find yourself in the Commonwealth, pay them a visit at their two cafes in the Richmond area. Ironclad's owners, the O'Rourke family, are proud Flames Club members and are pleased to sponsor these podcasts by Sea Red. Hop on, hop on over to their website at www.ironcladcoffee.com now to get Virginia's best specialty coffee headed your way. All right. Thanks, as always, to Ironclad Coffee. I uh, got to get we got to make a trip down to to Richmond, Will, and uh, uh, get some beans. Yeah, I'm sitting here with my uh, my my K cups here. I, I'd rather have some ironclad. I think. Yeah, we we need to have Chad, uh, you know, find a way to 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 send us some. So we got to get on that. All right, uh, let's update you on our picks of last week. We all had a great week. Everyone was above 500. Uh, Richie was a the only one who wasn't six and three, but still uh absolutely leading the way uh at 48, 35, and six. We had two pushes last week, so uh that was surprising. So uh Mr. Longshots could not join us this weekend, but of course he found a way to send us his picks. All right, Liberty basketball fans, Richie Longshots here. And if you are watching or listening to this, it means one of two things have happened. Either A, I am still at my in-law's house for dinner, or B, I have been suspended for something I said on social media. Both things equally possible. Now, as you can see, I have the best record on this podcast when it comes to picking college basketball games. Six and four last week, and it should have been a little bit better, but Liberty basketball has caught the disorder that Liberty football had at not being able to cover point spreads as the favorite. But I digress, and I only have three minutes, and Nick Rudd's a tight ship. So, kicking things off, the out-of-conference games. Purdue minus three against Michigan State. This game stinks. I hate both teams. But Purdue four and one in their last five against the spread against Michigan State. Give me the Boilermakers. Kansas State plus one at home against Kansas. The game is at Manhattan. Tough place to play uh, in the Little Apple. K-State is 8-4 and four against the spread at home, while Kansas only 3-3 three and three on the road against the spread. UVA against Virginia Tech. UVA giving 7 points. Tech's trending downwards. They're 0-5 in their last 5 against the spread. Uh, I think UVA rolls this game very much so. Richmond uh, playing against VCU. Richmond 7-3 and three at home against the spread. ESPN 
Their insider numbers love Richmond. I love Richmond in this game. Shocked that the spread's only minus two. Definitely going to hammer Richmond. Uh, and last but not least, UCLA and Arizona. I hate this game so much. I hate, I, I loved UCLA so much that I switched it. I'm fading myself. I'm going the other way. Give me Arizona. It's going to be an ugly game. Two o'clock tip, 11 a.m. out west. So hate that game, but give me Arizona. Now, uh, in A-Sun play, Stetson minus three. They're coming off against a tough loss at Elon. K-State, they're now kicking off a road weekend. I like Stetson minus three there. Liberty minus four. Um, in, in their opening game this week, I, I think they win by four. They're, they're showing that they can cover shorter spreads. It's those big numbers, high teens in the 20s that make it difficult. I uh, can't read my own handwriting. All right, uh, Eastern Kentucky Lipscomb. I think it's a close game. Give me the points in this situation, so give me EKU on the road. They, they've shown that they are a team that you cannot mess with. Next up, Florida Gulf Coast. This is a fade case, uh, Kennesaw State weekend. Florida Gulf Coast back at home after a road trip. I think they right the ship. And last but not least, we have uh, Jacksonville minus four against Queens. Uh, they have a they've played a tough schedule. Queens has played some cupcakes, and I just think Jacksonville should have no issue. Um, and then last but not least, Liberty both ways every which way this weekend. I think we are just humming right now, and I like where this team is at. So Richie Long shots checking out. Remember, bet responsibly. Don't be an idiot, and uh, hopefully we can keep this train rolling. Don't be an idiot. Life yeah, last advice. words. <laughs> Life advice always works. I, I'm not going to run through all these, but I do want to run through the A-Sun games, non-Liberty, and then we'll close talking about what Liberty's got coming up. So Kennesaw State at Stetson Thursday night. This is a awesome matchup. I wish they staggered these games so we could watch both of them, but uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be keeping my eye on this one. Uh, I had a really tough time picking this. I went with Stetson just because they're at home. Uh, this is a game that I'm I'm very interested to see uh, what the result? Because I could, I could see Stetson coming in there and getting a win. I could see Kennesaw State winning this by fifteen. I, I could really see it going either way. Yeah, I, um, you know, don't have any money at stake here or anything. I think Stetson, you know, maybe even surprised himself with their start that they come off. I think Kennesaw State is hungry to prove something. I really like Kennesaw State. Yeah, I, I tweeted about it earlier in the week. Stetson has just dramatically improved their offense. They're 52nd in the country in offense efficiency. They were way in the 200s the last, the, the three years that Donnie Jones has been at Stetson. So uh, I don't really know what they're doing, but they have completely flipped the script. I think maybe a little bit of addition by subtraction. They had some players that put up some points, but didn't really do it very efficiently. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Those are two very interesting teams that, uh, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if one of them is playing Liberty in the A Sun final, but that's, you know, well ahead. Yeah. The other one here, EKU at Lipscomb. I faded Lipscomb all year. EKU is so hot. That's why I went with Lipscomb. I just feel like <laughs> Lipscomb at home. I feel like, e I feel like EKU's gotta have a letdown game here. And they, these Last three games was they played as well as you could play. They've all been at home. So if EKU goes and wins at Limscombe and then wins it, I think they play Austin P on Saturday. Uh, you know, hey, I'm really gonna be an EKU believer, but let's see what they do on the road this week. Yeah, I yeah, I've either to me it's a it's a it's a coin flip on this one. I don't, you know, I don't know. I would probably lean towards Eastern Kentucky just because of kind of how hot they've been. Um, you know, I think a win over Liberty probably boosted their confidence a whole lot. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, then Saturday, we got uh, Kennesaw at FGCU. Uh, in real life, I have lost three straight bets to FGCU, so <laughs> that's why I'm going with Kennesaw. Uh, FGCU has been my uh, uh, kryptonite. I have not been able to pick them uh, at all. Uh, so I think Kennesaw, I, I, I'm a Kennesaw believer. I think they go on the road and uh, uh, I get it done after I after a, 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 a tough losses. That's about how about how about Kennesaw's week at Stetson and at Florida Gulf Coast? Yeah, yeah, tough week. Uh, you know, I don't think like I'm not ready to say Florida Gulf Coast start started out as a little bit of fool's gold. I, I still think they're a really good team. I think maybe they're just kind of going through like a, a like a weird time. Um, but I could see Kennesaw State going in there and just being being that ready and that good to to knock them off. As you know, maybe they look a little bit vulnerable right now. Yeah, I agree with you. If if FGCU is at full strength, they're missing Zach Anderson these last yeah. two games. And if you've watched them, he is a just dynamic player that does so many things well. A little different type player, but kind of like a Joseph Van Zant that just mm-hmm. does every little thing right, and it, it adds up. Um, I still think I would take anyone else. And if you're talking Liberty in the A-Sun Championship, I would take anyone else over FGCU. I don't care how bad they've been playing. I just think that that's the that's the one team in this conference that I think Liberty could play a pretty good game and lose to. I think yeah. anyone else, Liberty's got to play a bad game. Um, and then we all were on a Jacksonville at home against Queens. Uh, it's just they're at home that 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 they play such great defense. Uh, that's why we went that way. All right, let's wrap this up with our upcoming schedule and talk about this road trip for Liberty. I, I'm pretty sure we'll, if I remember correctly, they've pretty much always done this road trip. They've paired these two together Yeah, when they played them. So uh, Liberty's never won at North Florida. They lost last year at Jacksonville after destroying them at home <laughs> by like yeah. 40 points. Um, man, this is a tough trip. Liberty comes out of this 2-0. They're really sitting in the driver's seat, in my opinion. I think you probably are honestly expecting a one-and-one split. I know they're, you know four and nine point favorites. Um, I lean towards Liberty. I think Liberty covers at Jacksonville just because I don't know how, how Jacksonville is going to score with the way Liberty's been playing defense because Jacksonville is a really bad offensive team and the way Liberty's playing defense right now. I mean, they're going to have Jacksonville is going to have to play a elite game defensively. I think just to have a chance because I don't think they're going to be able to score enough. Yeah, I just, you know, you worry sometimes about kind of when Liberty takes these trips to these, like the Jacksonville and North Florida gyms, you know, um, it's just a step up above, you know, junior college or whatever. You know, it always kind of, you know, seems like it plays with them a little bit. Um, but, you know, after EKU, Richie said in his post game, like, hey, this loss will actually help us. So, you know, you hope they, they keep locked in um defensively to to give them a chance to win if you know for whatever reason they're just not shooting well but yeah these these two games scare me more than than maybe anything else on the schedule yeah i think this is definitely i think this is the toughest uh uh two games back to back just because they're both on the road mm-hmm. um i think the jacksonville game is going to be ugly ugly basketball game i think it's going to be a rock yeah. fight um, I think Liberty might shoot four for 15 for three and win the game. I mean, like yeah. that wouldn't, maybe even worse. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. The North Florida, I, I didn't pick Liberty to cover this just because they've never won at North Florida and it's a nine point spread. That's a lot of points. Um, 
yeah, I, I, North Florida is a very, very inconsistent team, and they shoot a billion threes. So some nights they all go in, most nights they don't, and that's why they're two hundred and seventy at the Kim Palm. You just yeah, you hope you're not like, playing them on one of those nights. Yeah, it seems like whenever they play Liberty, they shoot eighty percent from three. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's hope uh, hope they're having one of the their more typical nights than than others. But then yeah, after that, home at Stetson, home against FGCU. Uh, Lord willing, if the weather holds up, I will be in Lynchburg for that. I cannot wait. So excited about that. And then really if you look at the rest of the schedule. That is the rest of the schedule. The only thing we're missing there is uh, uh, they play Queens back to back. So that's it. I mean, well, we got everything on the schedule almost. And then we're going to be in conference play. And this is a, a tough end of the season. Good to see Liberty start five and one, but uh, a lot of tough games ahead. Yeah, you still almost expect there somewhere in there there's going to be one of those games where ah we we beat ourselves we should have won that game and something's going to happen where everybody just goes cold at the same time so still expecting some of that uh, I think if you get through these two games right here you like your chances at, at maybe maybe not getting one of those I mean I'm sure there'll still be there but you like your chances at it. Yeah, and while Liberty's favored in every game by four more, uh, Ken Palm says that they project Liberty will lose three more conference games. Yeah. So um, if Liberty finished the way with only two more losses, that would be, I think, a very successful rest of the season. Um, I'm kind of guessing here. Let's go back to the standings. Um, I think... I think if Liberty finished with three losses, I would pretty much say that's probably going to lock them in the one seat. I just don't think, I think there's a lot of good teams, but I don't think there's, I don't think there's another Jacksonville state. And maybe that's more of, of the rest of the league than, than, than Jacksonville state. I don't think there's going to be like that second team with Liberty. That's going to run away. I don't see two teams in this conference finishing with two losses. I just, I don't, I don't think that's, that's happening. Yeah. And as much as I love Kennesaw State, I don't really see them breaking away from the pack at any point. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, really, honestly, I think if Liberty finished, uh, what is that, 14 and four, that's what Kim Parm projects. I think that's mm-hmm. the problem. I think that is the number one seed. Uh, I would be very surprised if that, if, if, I'd be surprised if there's another team that has less than five losses, but yeah. we'll see. It'll change week to week. <laughs> you, you can't call it. I mean, nobody has called what's happened so far. So, yeah. Once we get a little bit uh, clearer of a view, I'll uh, I'll make a bracket to see where we're at. But since like everyone's tied, uh, doesn't really uh, uh, do much <laughs> right now. But I'll make a bracket where we're at, and uh, once we get a little bit of separation, uh, we can uh, uh, follow that uh, throughout the league. And uh, Chad has to get in. KSU and Queens are frauds. Uh, maybe Queens is, I don't think KSU is. I think KSU is legit. I think they are I'm the second best team in the conference right now. So, but any final words of wisdom for us tonight, William? No, <laughs> not we, wisdom. We wisdom. I don't think so. Uh, just looking forward to a good week, uh, here, uh, watching, uh, flames basketball. You know, it's so much fun. What I love, I wanted to ask Alan, you know, if, if he could only call one more thing for the rest of his life, would he choose basketball or football? But, you know, football season, it's like, uh, I have to wait till Saturday. Basketball, it's conference play. It's through the week. You don't get a break. Uh, it's so exciting to watch. 
Yeah, I love the like I love the consistency. I love yeah. that once you get into conference play, okay, we're playing every Thursday, we're playing every Saturday. I know exactly yeah. when it's at. Uh, I love that. It's not all over the place. I'm sure Conference USA will probably be a lot more of that, which is fine. You know, we'll get better games. We'll have some national televised games as well. Yeah, I was, was going to say the worst part of the week is going to have to be watching these broadcasts. So, Yeah, yeah. Well, that does it for Sea Red Live. Uh, thanks so much to Alan for joining us tonight. Man, it was just that was so much fun. Uh, loved his inside. Thanks to Kyle Road. Thanks to Jason Porter. Thanks to Ironclad Coffee. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to uh, Sea of Red on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the Sea of Red Live podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Uh, we really do appreciate that. Uh, we will plan to be back uh, next Sunday night. Uh, that will be our typical night for the most part for the rest of the year. We'll let you know uh, when there is some other uh, days that will be a little random as well. All right. For Will, I'm Nick. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Have a great night, everyone.